When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether you're having a not moving off the couch while you watch the game kind of day or a no time between conference calls kind of day, it can still be a delicious Dunkin' kind of day. And with Dunkin' now available on DoorDash, it's easier than ever to get your faves brought right to your door. So if you're looking for coffees, donuts, and breakfast sandwiches in the morning, craving some afternoon snack and bacon, or in need of Dunkin' refreshers for a PM pick-me-up, we've got you covered. Order now and get your faves brought to your door through Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash. Price and participation may vary. Exclusions apply. America runs on Dunkin'. Welcome to Is This Real Life, a podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. It is a very special week in Washington, D.C., not just because it is gay pride, but because Countess Luann graced us with her presence. Last night, me and thousands of my friends joined together to watch Countess and Friends at the Warner Theater, and my God, was it amazing. I've heard that the show is better in a smaller venue, but she played really well to this large crowd. Maybe we weren't as wild as some of the other crowds in Chicago and L.A., but we had a damn good time. I'm not entirely sure what I was expecting, but I thought there would be more friends in Countess and Friends. The whole show was pretty much her, which is not what I had heard from other people who had been there. There were, I think, just two friends. (laughs) One was um, a comedian from New York named Murray Hill, uh, who is hilarious. And the other was some Broadway actor who I honestly could not name, but he was very tall and very handsome and led the entire theater in a rendition of Total Eclipse of the Heart, which was probably my favorite moment when everyone is just together, just screaming the lyrics. As many of you know, the Countess does a Q&A session during the show and one disappointment I had was that someone asked what I thought was an incredible question that would have been totally fine to answer but for whatever reason the countess just kind of brushed it off and refused it was uh marry shag or kill okay get this Mario John Dorinda's boyfriend or Jason Hoppy I thought that was an incredible question. I mean, obviously kill Jason Hoppy, you know, (laughs) and then figure out the other two. So I don't know. Um, She was asked if she had to only choose three housewives to be at Scary Island with, who would they be? And she chose Bethany because Bethany is very good in a crisis and could probably pitch them a tent. Sonia, because Sonia makes her laugh. And then Lisa Rinna, which I thought was an interesting answer. If you haven't seen the show yet, I definitely encourage you if she's coming to a city near you. But I also could see how this cabaret could give her a big head because there are thousands of people and anytime someone from the audience is called on, they tell her how much they love her. And so I could see how this is going to her head and it's interesting to watch it play out on this season of The Real Housewives of New York. Okay, without further ado, I'm going to get into my guest who has so many interesting stories and run-ins with Housewives in the Wild. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 63. I'm here with Jess from the Out in the Wild podcast. 
Hey, what's up? How's it going? It's going great. Had a great New York episode last night. Oh, I'm in a great mood. My God, it was incredible. So tell me a little bit about your podcast and why you call it Out in the Wild. So it's called Out in the Wild because I have legitimately had so many run-ins with particularly the New York housewives out in the wild, in their natural habitat, like on planes with them, you know. At the Regency. (laughs) I've actually never been to the Regency, believe it or not. But like I've seen them out in the wild in the Hamptons, at restaurants. And I've, this has all just been happening in my life, like over the past couple of years. And I, of course, I'm a super fan, like an obsessive super fan. And when I met this guy who eventually became my co-host, I just met him out randomly at an at a non-housewives related event we really hit it off and it turns out that he too has had insane experiences and legitimately knows all the new jersey housewives he knows countess luann um because he goes to all of the events like even more so than i do and so we were just swapping stories and he kind of didn't know what to do with it. You know, he's he's very well known for taking like pictures with tons of celebrities, whether they be housewives or not. And we just, as we were telling these stories, we were just like, this is a podcast. Like, th- I think this is funny enough. Like, we were just cracking each other up. And then we just tried it. And it turns out that, like, it actually works in podcast format. That's incredible. I love this. So today (laughs) we're going to recap Real Housewives of New York and talk a bit about Beverly Hills. And Jess is going to intersperse some of her out in the wild experiences with these women because I want to hear what they are really like. And tonight I'm actually seeing the Countess Luann and her cabaret show has come to Washington, D.C. So I'll be sure to tell all of you all about that. <laughs> you know, I was at the the one that was that was the season ten finale. You know, the one they filmed for the show. You last were at year. the Giovanni one. Yes. Oh, I, you can see me on screen in the background. <gasps> oh my god, yeah. that's we, amazing! I was right, I was sitting right behind. So, like, the cast was like dead set in this in the center, mm-hmm. dead center, and then there were these just sort of raised tables a little bit behind and above them. So we had the dead center seats we could see Luann perfectly and the cast and like Luann's family was right next to us so how loud was Dorinda Bean when she was shouting Giovanni you couldn't hear it okay you couldn't it was probably only just picked up by the mics oh that's so interesting so maybe that's why she keeps saying she wasn't shouting it well perhaps (laughs) at at all cast events so like my co-host has been to, I mean, last night he was just with the New Jersey Housewives. They just filmed the finale of the the, the next season that will air. They just filmed it literally last night um, at the Jersey Shore. And they're all in a house and he got invited to just hang out. And he's told me everything that happens and, you know, that he witnessed. And he's told me over and over again how when you're at these all cast events, you really don't hear you can't really, unless you're standing directly next to a cast member, if it's a crowded room, you're not going to hear what they're saying. It's really just the mic that's picking it up. That's so interesting. Yeah. So yeah. on this week's episode, it starts with the paramedics being called to check on Sonia, who has just fallen. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. I know it's a serious issue to fall and potentially hit your head and that she was drinking and potentially manic and Lord knows what else was going on. But when she was trying to flirt with the paramedics and the things she was saying, it was just, I mean, peak Sonia. Did you notice that they blurred not just the paramedics faces but also their voices were disguised they were like they were put through like a they were disguising their voices they clearly didn't want to be seen or heard on the show well there probably also wasn't time for them to sign any paperwork i would assume oh, maybe because You're if right. it was an emergency situation it's not like production could be like before you enter the house you know right. yeah. so 
I think legally, maybe they're not allowed if they haven't gotten the permission. I cannot believe, and perhaps they only tested her for, you know, actually, you know, for narcotics, but there's no way that she wasn't on Xanax or something, Clonopin, like, like maybe that wouldn't show up as like a narcotic in her system, but there's no way that that was just alcohol. I don't think they drug tested her, actually, because they the only reason they said they didn't think she was high was because of her pupils. So, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I've watched this like three times, this like oh my God. <laughs> scene, because I'm like, what's <laughs> happening? Now, what I think, and I am not a medical or mental health professional, but I actually buy that she wasn't using any pills. I think Hmm. that she might have some sort of, I hate saying this, but like bipolar. Um, There are a couple different, two different kinds. And one of them, you know, you don't really have the lows. It's just a lot of mania. So I'm wondering if, I mean, she appears to be manic a lot. And, you know, maybe it's not as extreme, but she's always talking really fast and, you know, living this crazy extravagant life and grandiose thoughts and and then maybe alcohol perpetuates it and makes her even more hyper you know what you this is the first time i've ever heard somebody float that theory i i hate saying it because it's like i don't know her well so (laughs) and i love her here's what i'll say say. um only time i have seen or been around sonia was last summer bravo did what was it? It was just like a, a celebration of like 10 years of Real Housewives of New York. So like it was Andy. It was like a panel discussion with like one of the producers, Andy, Sonia, Dorinda and Tinsley. And during that, maybe this was like September. So they, they had already started filming this season and there were no cameras. Like this was not a show. There was like an audience of people, but there was no need to like turn it on to 11. She was amped up to like 15. She kept going after Tinsley to the to the point where Tinsley was legitimately like really annoyed by her. Yeah. I don't think she can turn it off, and that's why I think it's a medical thing. At the yeah. same time, if it's not if she's not having these low lows, it's not as I don't know if it's not as dangerous or maybe it's not as apparent or maybe she's not as worried about it. But the right. only reason I'm floating this theory is because there was a season a few seasons ago where she said she want, went on some sort of antidepressant or medication. She later went off of it because it made her gain weight and feel weird. Yeah. So it's she has sought help for something, Mm-hmm. So yeah, I maybe. don't think it's out of left field, but I do I do believe that some people, when they have alcohol, it could just make them even more manic. Whereas if she was on something like clonopin, that would just make her slur her words even more. Um, not be like her motor skills would be much more impaired than I think they really were. It she mm-hmm. only fell at the end. You know, and I think that would impact her pupils and all of that stuff that they were checking for. Now, I think they were doing her blood pressure, and I think they wanted to test potentially, like, her blood sugar. Because they did Mm -hmm. take, um, you know, they took some blood, but it was just like a finger prick. So I'm not sure what would come back that quickly. Mm -hmm. So that was crazy. Was mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, that was, that was a lot. I it also lot. think if she was truly abusing pills and being like really dangerous, that Bethany would take action. Totally. I feel like Bethany yeah. holds her accountable, but also shows her a lot of love. And I think Bethany yeah. was more worried that she hit her head than anything else, which is very smart. I you think know. that this. I think that this episode really proved that. I mean, not to like make a pun of it, but Bethany is the one that you want in a crisis. Like, yes, this is a crisis. Like for real, she's she's reliable and she gets shit done. And she's the one if like the shit hits the fan or like when the chips are down, she's the one that's going to be there. I mean, just look how she was with Luann, somebody who she didn't have like the greatest history with. But, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody genuinely needed her help. She's able to like make things happen. And without cameras. 
It, yeah. I don't think it's for the cameras. Yeah. I really have not been the biggest Bethany fan. I think she's so funny and likable on the show sometimes, but I thought she was really going after Carol last season in a way that wasn't pretty when she was talking mm-hmm. about Carol not having a career or not having children. I I think that uh-huh. she, well, well, I mean, the whole Carol, that's a whole other conversation, but with regard to how she was behaving with Carol, I think that Carol in a way kind of like broke her heart. I think that she was really you know, heartbroken that Carol in the end just wasn't that into her as a friend. Got um, it. I mean, that's just my point of view. Um, yeah. Well, I'm definitely enjoying her, though, this season. Bethany, yeah. for sure. And I, I see that I think she is and knows how to be a good friend, which I've always wondered is she doing this for cameras? What does she really like? How much is she holding back? And I think she strikes such a good balance of protecting the people she loves in her life, such as her daughter and Dennis, you know, not sharing too much about him to, yeah. you know, respect his legacy and his children and everyone he left behind. She just seems this to strike is, such a good balance. This is the best. And I actually have always loved Bethany. This is the best she's come off since the early, early days. Right. I agree 100%. And I think it's because she's in a really good place. I think it's because the Dennis stuff is obviously behind her. And I think she's really happy with this new guy. Yeah. I think this is the happiest she's been in her in her personal life since she's come back to Housewives. I think so, too. And the funny contrast and somewhat sad contrast is this is the worst that Luann is coming across since the beginning. Yeah. I think. Now, it was shocking to see, you know, here that Barbara went to go get Luann and said the paramedics are here to see Sonia. And Luann's exact quote was, but after everything she said to me last night, I just can't look at Sonia right now. It was so hurtful. I just can't move. So she wouldn't even get up and check if Sonia was okay. Mm. And then the next day had a one-on-one time with Sonia where she tried to tell Sonia that she thought Sonia had a problem and was worried about her. Yeah. It was just not the right timing. It wasn't done the right way. It didn't come off as genuine. If she's really concerned about Sonia, and Sonia's right, Take her aside. Yeah, I I agree, and I feel bad that that Luann is coming off so badly this season because again, like my two favorites are Luann and Bethany. I think that they are the greatest housewife, the two greatest housewives. Of course. I mean, I, I'm a Beverly Hills and New York. Those are the two that I'm like really in deep with, and I think that those two are the best uh, across both franchises. Yeah, yeah. I think they're incredible. And it makes me sad, too, because I really like Luann. I want her to do well, and I'm happy that she's... But you know what? She's going to bounce back. This is all cyclical. Like, everyone always has, like, last season, Dorinda came off horribly, horribly. And she kind of redeemed herself this year. Yeah, I love them all so much. They're so ridiculous. The only one I don't think has any redeeming qualities, but I still love her for the show, is Bermona. I knew you were going to say (laughs) that. She's so nasty. (laughs) She's so mean to everyone. Her stepping over, like, past the paramedics, her and Tinsley, to find their Uber so they could go out drinking when the paramedics are checking on Sonia is classic. So I think Ramona's great for the show, and I particularly like her this season and last season um, because she's, like, a bit lighter and more fun, and, you know, she's a bit more free. Like, her personality seems a bit more free. However... What is going on with the straight-out homophobia towards Barbara? So odd. I don't understand it. I don't think she likes Barbara, so she's just trying to find something. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she actually is that homophobic or... I am... I I know. It's weird. I am fascinated by the Barbara situation. The fact that she clearly started out filming as a full-time housewife. If you remember the first three episodes of this season, she was featured more than anybody. She had more confessionals in the first two episodes than than some of, than like Tinsley. 
uh, and even maybe even Bethany. And then now, uh, obviously, as the season wore on, she clearly was like, I really don't want to be a part of this. So now she's featured much, you know, you know, less and less. Now she just goes for a run in the middle of the shooting. But I do think it has to do with the way Ramona um, is maybe the way Ramona and Dorinda are treating her as such like an outsider. And I find the sexuality stuff to be so backwards and off-putting. Like what Sonia said this week, she's like, oh, like she had brought, do you remember? Did you catch this? She brought a friend, like a female friend, a woman. Yes. And she's like, oh, is the, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of, oh, you're fluid, but not with her. It's like nobody talks like that in the real world. Like that is ridiculous. Yeah, I think a lot of these women sort of have a, they're okay with a certain kind of LGBTQ person and not others. So Sonia apparently used to have these parties on Wednesday nights with all of her gay friends and they would have to be so over the top and flamboyant and it fit every stereotype that we've ever seen on television. And then when she has an actual bisexual friend... She mm-hmm. is judgmental and weird and... Weird, it, weird. It's not you know, really judgmental. It's more just, like, weird. Like, the behavior is weird. Do you want to hear the funniest thing? Like, this is this is real. So, like, let's talk about out in a while. Maybe, like, two months ago, two or three months ago, my partner was out at, like, a happy hour, and she winds up right next to Ramona at this restaurant. Oh, like, my God. This, at this at this bar like it like you know this restaurant bar and Ramona like she had asked for a picture with her and then Ramona initially said no but then when Hillary my partner was like paying the the bill she was like oh like do you want our seats because Ramona was like signing up like you know like basically on top of her and she's like sure so she's like okay she's like I'll give you our seats like if you take a picture so they took a picture And then she's like, oh, my God, um, you know, she referred to me saying like, oh, you know, me, Jess, saying like, oh, you know, she's going to love this. She, you know, we both love the housewives. And she was like, wait, she's like, you, we're married. Like, we got married in November. We've been together for a really long time. Mazel and she's tough. like, wait. Oh, thank you. And she's like, wait, you have a wife? She's like, what do you mean? <laughs> she makes Hillary pull open her Instagram and show her wedding photos oh my god and she says to her let me ask you a question how can you tell if women are gay she says this to hillary (laughs) how can you tell if women are gay and hillary's like i mean i don't know like i guess you can't really and she's like well i can tell if men are gay and she can you believe i mean she's just of a different time yeah she is. She is. She is. Like, She's I in mean... her 60s. I feel like I hear these questions sometimes from my dad in the best wow. way where he's just trying to understand. You know, I met his CrossFit instructor who was mm-hmm. a lesbian and it, it mm-hmm. didn't even occur to me that she wouldn't be after I had met her. I don't mm-hmm. know what it was. It was just how she was talking, and she said that she had gotten engaged, and we were mm-hmm. chatting about her wedding, and it became very clear to me that she was marrying a woman. And my dad was so confused. And then he's like, how do you know? I'm like, I I don't know, Dad. It's just right. like right. some people, there's some stereotypes <laughs> too, but at the same yeah. time, you know, just listen to how she talks and what pronouns yeah. she uses to describe her partner, and you know, yeah. like that kind of a thing. And then... A lot of times, you know, it's just there's so many stereotypes that we see on TV that they think that a person has to have those in real life. And, you know, sometimes it is true. Some people are really, you know, flamboyant or butch or whatever you want to call it. But not everyone fits every stereotype and not every – it's not like they're like that all the time. It's just confusing, I think, for people who haven't been exposed That's that's all I can say, but yeah, like specifically relating to the show, it, it, it sucks because this is the first time they've ever had somebody who's like, you know, not openly 100% like heterosexual on any of the, well, I guess in Atlanta, they have, um, but I think that it's particularly in New York where like, Hey, like, listen, I'll tell you, like everybody's gay in New York everybody is gay men women like 
I mean, I like barely know any straight people, like to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. maybe it's just who I like surround myself with. But like in my life, it's like the vast minority are like the actual straight people. Right. <laughs> but but I think it, I thought it was so great that they had Barbara on, although she doesn't seem quite comfortable with herself. Like the fact that she was like making out with that. Like I read the funniest recap. They were like, it's kind of like kind of odd that the the only one who went home with a man was the lesbian in the group. We're like, I know. She's, <laughs> and, like I, I I don't know. Like it's oh, I mean, also the, just the fact that Ramona asked a total stranger these questions. Like I feel like sometimes yeah. I get these questions from my dad when he's like, you know in private and he's like can mm-hmm. you please explain this to me I am very confused yeah. um yeah. and it's it's and it you know it depends is it coming from a, a place of trying to understand better a world that yeah. you are increasingly unfamiliar with or is it just being judgmental and rude which is what I think Ramona is now well, I have heard people say that they think and again this is I'm just going to bring out my DSM-5 and just like ooh, go through no, but tell they, me. some people think that Ramona might be on the autism spectrum not something you know, very high functioning totally you know maybe not even something that would ever get diagnosed but she truly seems to have this inability to understand how someone might react to her and yeah. to empathize with just basic emotions yeah and yeah. I don't necessarily think it's all narcissism which would also mm-hmm. have those I think there's like she genuinely seems confused every time she upsets someone (laughs) it's and it's like so shocking to me that she doesn't get it so then she's literally teaching herself how to apologize because she knows that she upsets people but she doesn't know how to prevent it you know what oh so this is interesting so like I'll I won't dwell on this story I'm just going to give you the headline because this ties into exactly what we're talking about because otherwise it's going to like derail for an hour so the headline is I was on vacation in Mexico like three weeks ago maybe it was four weeks ago I don't know the beginning of May the first week of May I went to Mexico on vacation and it turned out that Bethany was there with Paul the boyfriend amazing he's so cute He's very cute. And there, if you go back, if you go to Out in the Wild, our podcast, like I tell the entire, it takes me an hour to tell the entire story. Everybody like, we, check it out. Yeah. Like we did yoga together. Like it's a whole situation. Like it's, you want to listen to it. So anyway, at the, at the end of it, where I knew that I wanted to bring this, because I could talk about this all day, this whole thing with the sexuality and Barbara and Ramon, I, I, I find this fascinating because I can relate to it you know like this is my reality so I find this very topical and like relevant so I really wanted to get Bethany's take on it (laughs) so I found an opportunity toward you know the end of the day that we were we were on the beach like she was on the beach with the boyfriend and there was a good moment for me to go up to her and I you know I quickly introduced myself and I say hey can I just get your take on something and she's like sure you know what's up and I very well I kind of said what is up with Ramona's like outward homophobia on the show like what is up with the way she's speaking about Barbara like it's it's kind of nuts to like be so like it's okay fine if you're thinking those thoughts in your head but to actually say it on camera exactly yes kind of a whole other level and she said you know she just has no filter she said whatever she thinks comes straight out of her mouth so there you have it from like Bethany, like no cameras around, just the two of us on a beach in Mexico. Like that was her take. Wow. But that's, yeah. I mean, that's also why she makes such great TV, but yeah. she upsets people more than I've ever seen another human being upset people aside from the president. Like <laughs> she pisses people off, but then mm. she just turns it around, you know? Because she has a charm, because at the same time, mm-hmm. as, like, annoying as fuck as she can be, she's also, I still, like, three episodes later, I kind of fall in love with her again. She's a way of, like, charming you. She does. You know? It's a fascinating situation. I would love to get your take just real quick when we're on the topic of homophobia on LVP's transphobic comment from a few weeks ago when she made fun of Erica, quote unquote, tucking. I think it was, I mean, I know for, you know, I know just in watching it, 
I mean, it was a, it wasn't the smartest thing to say. She, she was just trying to make a joke and it like did not land and people just grabbed onto it because it was, right. it was, it was something to nitpick about, but like, yeah. it was it, like, everyone knows that LVP is the most like gay friend, you know, like supportive, like it, it, it sucks that she said it. Like it was a stupid flippant joke she made. I appreciated the comments that she made after when she was trying to clarify herself that it was a bad joke and that she brought up, you know, transgender women of color who have been murdered in this country, you know, and things like that. And, and, but at the same time, it just shows that, you know, people like me who want to be allies to the LGBT community are, are not immune from saying things that are offensive you know, offhandedly, and that we always yeah. kind of need to be kept in check. And I think she would qualify under that. Yeah. But it's just interesting to see. I think with Barbara, the reason, I don't know all the reason why people are frustrated with her, but I've heard that she had something that she said on camera or part of her storyline that she did not want featured. And that production said that's not mm-hmm. really possible. You know, Mm -hmm. women always come to them and say, please don't show this. And production always says, sorry, you signed a contract. And I think it led to her being demoted. And then potentially the most interesting parts about her being cut out. Okay, so here's what I've heard. (laughs) Yeah, want to hear all the the goss. You just you just sparked something. And I do I do not know if this is true. I actually forgot who told me this. I heard that Ramona brought something up on camera that was very damaging that would potentially be very damaging to Barbara's character and her you know it could potentially like be just be something that she really didn't want out there and that is why it all fell apart and like probably you know why she's behaving the way she is you know now where she's like kind of not even really filming with them um, the thing that, again, I forget who, I, I don't remember if this was, I don't remember quite who, who, who said this to me. Because I, I remember being like, well, what on earth could it be? Right. And, and this person said it, it may have been something about her having an affair. Oh. And I was like, oh. Like if, okay, this is all alleged. Like people were just like spitballing here but that's the only thing I could possibly think of that would be like oh okay like that actually would make sense that is really damn it like I could see Ramona bringing something like that up considering she's known her and probably knows you know has heard you know what's gone on in her life and I can see it I can totally see yes and Ramona was cheated on her husband did have an affair and so so I think she has this sort of like wanting to take revenge on anyone that's ever done that now, the yeah. odd th- the reason I would be annoyed with Barbara if I was someone like Dorinda is that there are just as many damaging, if not more damaging things that have been said about all of them on camera that are out there, yeah. and they still work through it and deal with it. I mean, yeah. I'm thinking of, but, you know, Eileen Davidson had that. Right. I mean, her and her husband are together because they both cheated on their spouses, and she owned it, and everyone loved her. But you know what? Here's, right. So here's the difference. Eileen Davidson is was always a public person. Yes. And th- these other women have been on television for 10 years. Barbara is a private citizen and, you know, probably never intended to be on like a television personality. And I think she was just she's like, oh, this I'm not comfortable with this. You know, I think that she truly, you know, she's not um, Barbara ain't no Dorinda, you know, Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, Dorinda's a performer, obviously. Barbara's no performer. Barbara is a, nor- like, she's the most normal person that's ever been on New York, at least. But you have to know what you're getting into, and she did. And she still yeah. decided. I mean, it seems like she just really didn't think this through at or all. Or she may just not have, like, gelled. I mean, I really think, because I know that Bethany really likes her. I really think it's a Ramona, like a Ramona Dorinda thing. Maybe that like they weren't, I don't know. Listen, I'll tell you this. I'm going to her, like we got into, he, my, David, my co-host, he knows her a bit personally through Luann. And so he got invited and I'm going to be his plus one to go to her book release party 
that's happening uh, like June. She 18th. wrote a book. Yeah. She, oh my god. Yeah. She wrote a um like a it's called Heels of Steel. It's a uh, it, it's like a fictionalized version of her life. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not making this. Up. Wow. Anyway, well, yeah. it'll be did interesting see to see. I mean, I think. Did you see her on Watch It Up and Fly? <laughs> yeah, she's so uncomfortable all I know. the time. And then it makes everyone else uncomfortable. And it's just like, come on, the, this isn't even just housewives. This is the New York housewives. These I are know. the MVPs of the MVPs. It's like the Olympic team. So you got to know what you're getting into and you got to be able to keep up. And it's annoying to watch her not be able to. It's frustrating. Yeah. Something definitely went down behind the scenes and then like either she pulled the plug. I think she pulled the plug. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. And then she was like, I'm just like not comfortable doing this. But I'm going to, if I can get FaceTime with her and there are a couple things she's doing that I think I will be able to get FaceTime with her. I'm going to see what I can get out of her. And I'll say it on the podcast. Like, I, I want to know. I just, I genuinely want to know. So anyway, we don't have to dwell anymore on her. But. <laughs> well, one interesting thing. So we talk about how aloof Ramona is and, and how she's unable to gauge situations. But there was one moment uh, on this week's episode where I felt like she showed a lot of wisdom. And that is when she was having a one-on-one chat with Luann by the pool in the morning because... You know, Luann was saying, you know, last night was pretty awful, you know, don't you think? And Mm -hmm. Ramona's response is exactly what a therapist would say. She said, well, Mm. what did you think was awful about it? You know, like just trying to get her to open up more. And she's like, everyone's trashing me. Girlfriends are supposed to, you know, build you up, not tear you down. I think they have a problem with my success. She's like... Oh, I I don't think so. so. Yeah, that was funny. And I actually thought she was she gave really good advice to Tinsley when she Tinsley, you know, with the like, oh, if this drink doesn't work out, you got these other here. Like that, I thought was really good advice as well. Because she, you know, put all her eggs in one basket as well with her husband, and that's what you do when you're married. And after 20 years, he or 25, I don't even know how long they were married. He cheated on her and had a midlife crisis and went nuts and she had to be able to continue to move forward and yeah. you know she's a survivor in that way she's also a survivor of you know domestic abuse as a child and it sounds like she grew up in a very violent home so she yeah. knows how to kind of keep marching forward and I think you know I really appreciate that about her do you want to hear the most fascinating thing yes Dennis, this is this is maybe this isn't fascinating. It's just totally random. Dennis Shields, one of his daughters, the one who Bethany called on that reunion. Remember? Oh, yes. When, yes. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Luann was saying, "Oh, you cheated, or you were with him when he called, was married," and she called she, the daughter to call the daughter. Yes. The daughter has a podcast now. What? I don't know if she. Okay, so I don't know if she's still doing it because I only listened to this one episode. And guess who she had on the podcast? Bethany. Ramona. <gasps> I swear to God. Wow, because Ramona doesn't really do podcasts. And yeah, I'm sure, obviously, she, she did not ask for Bravo's permission to go on that. But I thought it was so... I, I encourage anybody to um, to listen to that. Like, dig it at her... God, what's her name? Tyler Shields is her name. Tyler Shields. And, um, yeah. I think her name is Tyler. Is her name Tyler Shields? Or that's a photographer. Anyway, go find it out. It's somewhere out there. Um, <laughs> I have so I many conspiracy theories yeah. about Dennis Shields. Oh, tell me. Tell me <laughs> I, I say him to anyone that will listen. Oh, I'm here. So it's less <laughs> about him and more about Michael Cohen, who is his best okay. friend from childhood. And yep. a few days after Dennis's overdose was when Michael Cohen flipped to Mueller's team. And I think that seeing his childhood friend die and not be able to be with his kids ever again made him think, okay, maybe if I flip and tell the truth, I can go to prison, but not for as long. Whoa. They're really good friends. Like Dennis, you know, know. he overdosed in Trump Tower. Um, He was in Trump Tower when there was uh, last year a fire, I think in April. And Michael Cohen's the one that called him and said, get out, there are no sprinklers. So they have this, like, friendship from childhood. And then I was wondering, like, okay, is, you know, Dennis Shields, like, really good relationship with Michael Cohen an issue for Bethany and Carol? 
who is, you know, big fan of Hillary. <laughs> So I'm taking it way too far, obviously, my sort of DC lens. But I swear that the impact of Dennis's death must have been felt on Michael. Very interesting. He also, if you look at his LinkedIn page, is Uh very, he wrote two novels. Dennis did. Oh, he did? Yeah. What are they about? Um, They're just like stories. They're not, nothing that really like stood out to me. But he wrote two novels, and I think he was supporting or underwriting an off-Broadway production of something. He was really involved in the arts. I think he really loved the arts, but wasn't actually talented as an actor or producer, Uh so that he ended up, like, finding other ways to be involved. Wow. Yeah. I'll be sure to post on my social media some of my Dennis Shields, like, LinkedIn stuff. (laughs) One night I just kind of went deep into this and was like, this man is so complex. And I've heard he's just had so many interests and was very kind. Everyone seemed to really like him. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just such a tragedy what happened. Wow. Do you think Bethany will be back next year? Yes. Why? Tell me why. Tell me. No, I, I just love Because she came across so well. Why would she? Mm-hmm. Unless mm-hmm. she wants to leave on a high. But yeah. I, I mean, I think she's pulling away from some of the day-to-day of Skinny Girl. So, But she had that deal with Mark Burnett. Ooh, tell me. No, she got this whole development deal with, with CBS oh, Mark Burnett. Yeah. And the rumor, the rumor, and, like, again, I don't know if this is true, and, like, it won't be a while until we find out if there is any truth to this, but, you know, Mark Burnett is the executive producer of The Apprentice, so I could, couldn't you see her being yes. in that role? But she was on Shark Tank and yeah. still was on the show. Yeah, but she was, does, like, three episodes of Shark right. Tank. Right, okay. Like, if That's she fair. had her own, you know featured thing that's the only I can't imagine them bringing The Apprentice back after it failed so bad with Arnold oh my god I forgot they did it with him right and he it should have done well because Arnold's a really charismatic television personality yeah I just think with everything going on with with Trump it's just hard to bring back The Apprentice yeah (laughs) we might need to wait I I (laughs) I I hope she's back like there are all these articles that you know who's yeah it's, you know what you know what's so weird here's here's what's weird the, this year new york is the lowest rated it's way way lower rated than beverly hills i know and i don't get it i don't it pisses understand me off. i was just about to bring it up so i think this past week beverly hills had like 2.7 million watchers or on average and uh-huh. new york had like 2.3 four or something like that so there it's only a couple hundred thousand of a difference but it's crazy to me and what's so frustrating is if you go on twitter people are just threatening to boycott beverly hills and they don't want to watch it if lisa vanderpump isn't on oh and these are you know mean girls and then it people are still watching do you think production's gonna get rid of beverly hills if it's the highest rated housewives show on bravo are you kidding me what are these idiots i'm so tired of all of these lvp crazy stands who just if you don't like the show stop watching yeah i mean i don't follow i mean i I certainly read twitter but i don't follow the crazy lvp stuff like i'm kind of neutral i mean i I like lvp like i love vanderpump rules i like her a lot better in vanderpump rules than on 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 beverly hills yeah but, you know, like, I, it's fine. But, like, if, <laughs> so, for example, yeah. this week they filmed the reunion. Lisa came forward saying she wasn't going to be on. And yeah. Andy Cohn, you know, anytime it's before a reunion, he's like, let me know your questions. And that's how they get some of the questions from audience people. He puts it on Twitter. I'm sure he puts it on Instagram as well. And I read what people write. And so much of it was about this, like, getting rid of LVP and how, you know, it's just crazy to me. I can't look at anything online about Beverly Hills without seeing these, like, nutty people. Did you see, he went live on Instagram. He went With on Instagram Live. Yes. Yes, yeah. I and, did and, see that. And Anderson was like, is LVP there? And he's, and Andy's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> 
But Camille came, and then Camille posted yeah. later on Twitter that it was a mistake that she yeah. went. Well, well, what did she think was going to happen? I don't know. I also, I think Camille, I mean, I am no fan of Camille, but I do think she deserves a diamond. I mean, she carried yeah. this season. There was nothing going on. I do not want to hear about anything going on in Kyle's life. And I like Kyle. Yeah. I just, my, oh, so ugh. my second, my my number one obsession, we've talked about it extensively with New York, is just like the mystery that is Barbara and what the fuck happened. Yes. That's, that, that's my, my obsession with New York this season. My obsession with Beverly Hills this season is why is Erica Jane not on the show? Yep. I have no idea. So you were with her recently, correct? This is totally random. Yes. This is as random well, no, this is slightly less random than me being at the same Mex- resort as Bethany in Mexico. So this is slightly less random. Um, yeah, this happened less than a week ago. I, I live in New York, but um, I flew out to Vegas to go to the opening of Christina Aguilera's residency. As one um, does. Yeah, as one does. And so I went to, uh, yeah, so I went to the show and right when my, my friend, oh, my best friend from college lives right outside of Vegas. So I was staying with him. And, you know, he picks me up from the airport and, like, we're on our way to Starbucks. And literally, like, one of the first three things out of my mouth, like, the show was that night. This was literally Friday night. I said, Erica Jane, like, is going to be there. Like, I just had this premonition. Like, do you know the connection between Erica Jane and Christina? No. So Christina Aguilera hired Erica Jane to perform at her birthday party after... Erica's first season. Oh, I did hear this. And okay. Bethany was Bethany was there too and Snapchatted the whole thing. So you okay. can actually watch this all on YouTube. And then Erica Jane was on Lip Sync Battle last yes. year and performed Fighter. Okay. So, so like, and I think Christina was maybe even like a guest judge or something. And so they like, they're like mutual fans of one another. And so I was just like, I feel like Erica Jane would be getting an invite to this. Yes. So cut to, we're getting into the venue, and this is uh, Britney's old venue, by the way, in Vegas at Planet Hollywood. Um, we're getting, you know, down to our seats. We happened to, the tickets, like, were not that expensive at all, considering, like, what I paid for Lady Gaga and stuff like that. Yeah. And so we had, like, unreal seats, like, literally, like, in, in the VIP section, like, directly above the pit, like, killer seats. Erica Jane, Mikey, Minden, and Mikey. crew were right next to us, right in front of us. There's no separation. So I watched the Christina show through Erica Jane's eyes. Like I film, you have to, if you go on my personal Instagram, it's JessXNYC, J-E-S-S-X-N-Y-C. I saved it in a highlight because I have the most hilarious videos of Erica dancing and with Mikey like and Christine is like right there. We don't understand how close we were. You don't. You're, maybe I'm not. Like we were so close to Christina, and I was even closer to Erica. You get it? That is insane. <laughs> I would yeah. lose my mind. I saw yeah. Erica Jane perform in December in DC, <gasps> and it was so fun. Amazing. It was. Yeah. She was so good. I mean, it was very short. That was the only thing, and there was no, yeah. you know, anyone that came on beforehand or after. So it was like once it was done, it was done. But we saw Mikey on the side of the stage, and yeah. I, I shouted his name, and he turned around and waved. That's amazing. I don't oh, think I, anyone else recognized him. In the mid, in the middle of the show, he went. It was you know like one of those interludes, and so he got up to go to the bathroom, and so when he was walking by me, because like it was literally right past me, I was like, Mikey, I was like, I love you, and we like gave each other peace signs. <laughs> That's so funny. So you didn't really get a chance to chit chat with Erica, right? Well. So I tried, so basically I missed, we missed a window of like 15 minutes where she was taking, she seemed so nice. She was taking tons of pictures and videos with the people who were in the pit. Like everyone was doing selfie videos with her. And then by the time we got there, I think she had told a security person, like she was kind of done. Like I think she'd been doing it for like 15, 20 minutes. So by the time we got there and like we saw her doing that and I was ready to make my move, the guard was like, like, just give her a minute. Like she kind of like wants a break. I was like, okay, yeah, like no problem. And then the show started and then like they would, as soon as it was over, they left. So like, but my videos, the, these videos, it makes up for it. 
they oh they really God. make up for that's it. That's incredible. Yeah. That's so yeah. funny. That's my first Erica Jane experience. Oh, she's so yeah. much fun. But I do wonder what her deal is. She seems to be holding back on the show. And that bothers isn't me. It, isn't it weird that they didn't follow her on tour? It was just that one episode they did at the L.A. show. Well, and then why would she be on tour during filming? There's plenty of times they're not filming that she couldn't be on tour. I know. Very, it's very weird. odd. And it's not like See, I'm tour worried. I'm worried is... she won't be on. I'm worried she's like done with it and doesn't and like won't be on next season. I think she used. She's very, very smart. This woman mm-hmm. is one of the smarter women that's ever been on any of the franchises. She's very Agreed. savvy. And I think she's like, this is how I can get my brand to be really well known. And I can build what I really want to do, which is to be a performing pop star. And Mm -hmm. she's done it. So maybe she's done with the, you know, drama. And it sounds like it's very exhausting to be on these reality shows. You know, Mm -hmm. they film a lot. They film really late. They're in your home. You don't get, you know, you can't really control your schedule. So, and she doesn't have the pull that a Denise Richards does who can kind of make the terms of when she's filming and when she's not. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Do you love Denise on the show? Love. I mean, who doesn't? How could you not? Yeah, 100% pure love. She is amazing. She's so natural. She's so natural. She fits in so well. I love her. I'm curious to see this reunion. Yes. I never thought I would say this, but after this week's episode, I would love to see Brandy Glanville back. I think they may bring her back. I think we need a little more mess. Not as messy as Brandy was her last season. She went, she took it too far. She needs to know the difference between making good TV and really going too far. And so yeah. there, maybe if she teams up with Denise, Denise will let her know when she should yeah. pull back because I did like her on the show until she just drove everyone crazy, you know? Yeah. David, my co-host on Out in the Wild, he went to high school with Dorit. Oh, you know, I've heard a lot of stories about her Yeah, back in the day. We we recorded a whole episode that's going to come out in a couple weeks, so, like, keep an eye on that. I will. I heard she had dark, curly hair. She looked very different. She acted very different. She spoke very different. (laughs) Yeah, possibly a different face. (laughs) Definitely a different face. That's for sure. But no one can deny how gorgeous she is. Yeah, I think think she's... The funniest thing about Dorit is every time she sees her children, it's as if she's never seen them before. Jagger! Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> and her children are adorable. But yeah, they're cute. And I, I didn't mean to like judge, you know, oh, she, ne- she acts like she's never around her kids. But then I realized I do the same thing with my dog. Every time I see my dog, I'm like, hi. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I do the doing? same thing. Who's a good puppy? You yeah. know, I'm so ridiculous. <laughs> and she's just doing that with her children. So now I think I fully understand. Yeah. There was a dark moment uh, on this week's episode when they were doing the photo shoot for her athleisure line for Beverly Beach, where she yelled at an assistant for not bringing a second pair of child swim trunks for Jagger to model. That was dark. You don't need to yell at people like that. Ooh. Imagine when there's no cameras rolling. I know. She must be nasty. I know. Does she make the hairs on, on the back of your neck stand up? Oh, my God. said. Yikes. I'm curious to see her at the reunion, like what she has to say for herself. I, I am interested. I, I almost wonder if Camille was just like, listen, none of you bitches were bringing it. You all were focused on LVP. We knew LVP was like leaving and not being part of this cast. I had to keep I had to take the torch and keep moving. We'll see. We shall see. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very curious to see how it all plays out. Now, what do you think they're going to yeah. do for next season? Because I do feel like this season, even though the ratings were good, the story was not. I think Teddy may be gone. Okay. I have no I problem Teddy, with that. I think Teddy may be gone. I can see them bringing back Brandy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm praying Erica can like get some life in her. And then I think I'm trying to think. And then like I think everyone person? else is. 
maybe well i think brandy would be the new i think they'd just bring her back i don't know i i want to see one new person a new person yeah like i'm was new and she did quite well yeah so yeah find another you know really wild personality really out there person who's hungry who's thirsty who wants to be on camera and or even someone who you know sort of a Denise style used to be really in the tabloids and you get to see what their real life is like. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that worked that out worked, quite well. I think well. that worked really, I thought that worked really well bringing in like the actresses that seems obviously to have paid off. The interesting thing is that Lisa Renna originally wanted to be on the show and they wouldn't let her because I know. they didn't want there to be so much crossover between Hollywood or in her case, you know, daytime TV and the housewives and then eventually they caved and they had her on the show and it worked so well so i'm hoping they just keep replicating that model yeah totally another thing i would love to see is cynthia bailey her boyfriend lives in la and is a sportscaster mike hill yes everyone is saying that she should if she moved to la and was on real housewives of beverly hills Here's a question. How much life do you think the the individual franchises have left in them before they start putting them like in a house and just seeing what happens? I, hmm, that's a good question. Do you mean like having different housewives in a house together and filming it? Yeah, like they're going to have to eventually do like an all-star type thing, eventually. I think with Maybe in like three BravoCon years, like and seeing mm. how that goes... Mm-hmm. It might That's be the point. next step for, like, the ultimate fans, you know? Do you think people are going to fly in for that? I do, because I will. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so funny. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll take a train. I think it's going to be huge. I hope it's really well thought out and that there what's is the ma- What's tickets. the max you would be willing to pay oh, for, like, all I access? No, that's the thing. I really don't know. I, it's not until I see it. You know, and yeah. I'm wondering if it's like each event is a certain cost. I've never been to a convention before, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've been to a lot. Um, they're oh. all, you know, like international AIDS conferences. <laughs> but oh, okay. I mean, they have like 20,000 people. Mm-hmm. So it's there's so many different things going on. And it's not just like one big thing. I mean, there are plenaries, but then there are these, you know, side sessions and there's a, you know, kind of an exhibition hall. And I'm kind of wondering, like, it would be so fun if they had an exhibit hall of all of the Housewives products, you know, like, oh my God, you that's know, funny. all of their skin cream and all that crap. You know, I would, I would right. totally buy that crap. That'd be so fun. I don't know if the production, you know, is as good (laughs) that they could actually produce it in those amounts. But I think it'd be really fun if they had, you know, a few key, like, events and you could individually get the tickets for them. I don't know if it's you buy a ticket to BravoCon and you go to everything. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I think it's going to be, like, panels and then, like, photos. That's usually the way they're run. We'll see. I'm I'm very excited to find out. I'm very excited. I, we have to be in touch. We'll definitely, yeah. um, if Absolutely. we don't meet beforehand, we'll definitely meet at BravoCon if I'm able to make my way there because that would be so, so fun. Bravo brings so much joy to so many it people. Does. Well, thank you so much for being on this week's episode. Where can thank everyone you. find you? Yeah, just um, just search for Out in the Wild and we'll pop right up. And take a look. We got, you know, me in Mexico with Bethany. Um, my co-host went to, he was Jennifer Aiden from New Jersey's her date and event and winds up running into Dorinda and Ramona there. And then later goes to watch what happens live and gets to meet Ariana and Lala. That's all in one episode. Oh my gosh. We do, we, do, we take you like behind the scenes of like a Britney Spears meet and greet. He's done that. Um, we've got um, just like stories about filming with the housewives, different events that's coming out very soon. Um, yeah, we have a lot of good stuff coming out. Wonderful. Oh, and then of course, of course, his story about going to high school with Jordy. Yes, that I cannot wait to hear about. Yeah, that and I'm on, on Insta. I'm on Insta. I'm Jess X NYC, but out in the wild is like where the real juice is going down. <laughs> out in the wild, everybody check yeah. it out. 
Thank you so much and have a wonderful week. Thank you. You too. Fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.